I should host a late late show. Maybe maybe that's my true calling. Welcome to the second episode of the Traveling Thoughts podcast. This is a late night edition because it's 3:30 a.m. Is it late night or early morning? Pre-dawn? Is that a thing? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but this is a very normal occurrence for me to be awake at this time. I don't I don't know if I'm considered an insomniac because I can fall asleep. But I don't wanna. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I like sleeping. I really do like sleeping. I can sleep like a baby. In fact, I'm pretty sure I need more than eight hours sleep because having eight hours sleep just doesn't feel fulfilling. Sometimes I run better off of less sleep, you know? Like if I have four to five hours, I can wake up feeling somewhat refreshed. I guess you can consider that a long nap, which I'm not impartial to. I I like a nap. But then, if I got given the full recommended 8 hours, I just wake up feeling groggy. And there is such thing as too much sleep. Yeah. I've had those moments. I've had those moments of lying in, and then waking up and going, ah, I can go back to sleep. My schedule is clear. And then waking up and feeling like you've made a big mistake, because now you feel more tired. I don't get that. But yeah, this episode is being recorded from my bed. <laughs> I am ready for bed, but sleep has not found me yet. I think I'm just a night owl by blood as well. My family. Well, I guess growing up, I never had a bedtime. It was never a thing. You just had to be reasonable, especially if, if you had school the next day. It was kind of, it was your responsibility to be in bed at a certain time, but it was never fully enforced. Not that I can remember. I'm pretty sure obviously when I was a young kid that I would be told to go to my room and go to bed, but they wouldn't check up on me to see if I was sleeping. I'd just be laying in the dark. I do that anyway. I still do that. I still lay in the dark, but now I have a phone, which is already alarm bells because I shouldn't be using my phone before bed and in fact I shouldn't even be recording this podcast before bed because I have a bright screen in front of me and a bright microphone huh I don't think that through then they say that blue light is bad for you it's too stimulating where was I going with this oh yeah so this episode is a special one because it's real time I am going to share with you my late night thoughts as they come. Sometimes there are many and sometimes very few. Do people actually count sheep? Because that's the thing. That's the thing, right? People that count sheep. I felt I feel like I went on a big tangent and I can't Was I saying something before and I just didn't complete the sentence? Huh. Anyway, yeah, counting sheep. Like, how many sheep does the insomniac need to count before the insomniac can go to sleep? Do you think there's, like, an X amount that you actually need to count before you fall asleep? Like, there's a secret to unlock. That people just give up counting sheep because it gets too boring. But actually, if they persevere and get to a certain number, they will magically fall to sleep. I don't know how. Perhaps... Like the final sheep comes out and just knocks you on the head and then you're KO'd. Wouldn't wouldn't that be cool? The mystery. But yeah, I've I've never counted sheep. My mum sleeps pretty late. In fact, she's one of those people who don't need a lot of sleep at all. She could stay up really late and then wake up early and go to work. I don't know how. I guess it's sort of survival instincts. Because I've fallen asleep at very late (laughs) times, on a school day especially, but you have no choice but to wake up. 
there is a strict deadline. You gotta get a school at a certain amount of time, which means you need to wake up by this time, get ready, and make way. If you don't leave the house in time, then you're gonna be late. And yes, I am someone who is guilty of being quite tardy. I just feel like time escapes me. You know, like time moves too quickly when you're having fun and moves too slowly when you're not. And so when I'm getting ready, I'm just bad at judging time. I think something's gonna take five minutes and it ends up taking 10 minutes. But I think along the way, I just get distracted. My relationship of time is a strange one. I can never quite understand it. So yeah, I'm always late. But I also feel like I was never destined to be an early bird. But we live in a early bird world. Unless you work night shifts, then I guess you're you're excused. But, well actually you're not. Sure, you can work at night, but the rest of the world is up during the daytime. So if you actually want to do stuff, you got to be awake at the same time. Or else things close by the time you're like awake and ready. This is why I'm very used to London, because a lot of places in London are open till late. But when I went to university in Brighton, everything closed at like 6pm. So what do you do? Like what do people do after work and after school, after uni? What you can really do is walk around, which is fine because it's quiet. But I don't drink, so I guess most people just go down to the pub. Is that why everyone likes going to pub? I mean, I guess I could order some grub get a brownie. <laughs> Do pubs serve milk? Can I get like milk and cookies? That that should be a thing. Insomniac's welcome. We offer milk and cookies. Yeah. Some, someone should look into that. A late night service where people who have trouble sleeping can just go and feel less, well, I, less, I don't know, lonely? Do, I don't think I have a trouble. I don't have trouble feeling lonely at that makes me not want to go to sleep anymore. I, where am I going with this thought? But yeah, I, I feel like there should be a place for people who can't sleep. They just want to chill, but don't want to feel like you're wasting time lying in bed. Because although I can't sleep right now, I'm being productive by making a podcast. So, you know, I'm using this time wisely. But on any other occasion where, you know, I get into bed early, early being like midnight, because I want to wake up in the morning tomorrow, I find that I can't go to sleep. So what do I do? Just lie, like lay in bed for that long? It just feels like such a waste of time. And late night thoughts can be dangerous, you know? If you listened to the first episode of my podcast, wink wink, hint hint, thanks. <laughs> but I also mentioned in the first episode of how, you know, I get quite anxious late at night. So if I stay awake for too long and and lying in bed not doing anything then of course my thoughts are going to wander and it might go down a dangerous route into the dark forest and that is not what I want I don't need that that's not going to make me fall asleep any faster do I read once if I get too into the book then I'll just want to keep reading the whole night meditate I know that's one but I have trouble meditating I can't get my mind to not wonder. It just it can't focus. Do you ever have those things? Not those things. Do you ever have those moments where the silence is too loud when you're meditating? It's almost like you can hear the white noise, the static. That happens to me. Am I an X-Men? Can I hear silence? I mean, that's not a superpower. That'd be a pretty lame superpower. I can hear silence. What does that even mean? But yeah, when I'm lying in bed trying to fall asleep, I feel like I'm wasting time. And I know that there's... I've heard people say, like, give advice, that when you can't sleep, don't force yourself to, you know, just get up and do something. But if that's the case, I won't... I could stay up for over 24 hours. That's not good for my health. I also read that if you lay down and, like, lay still and not do anything for, like, 15 minutes, then you should be able to fall asleep, which is... Which is a great idea, but no, that doesn't work. I also have these moments where I can fall asleep very quickly on the couch while watching TV. I guess it's the feeling of, you know, having background noise and fully relaxing that just makes you want to sleep. But then when I have to sleep, like it's getting late, 
me to go to sleep, it just doesn't come as quickly. Or as nicely, even. You know when you're a kid and you fall asleep on the sofa, and then suddenly you're transported into your bed? Yeah, these are great moments. So magical. So uh, as I have mentioned already, I am lying in bed as I record. Uh, this is just... episode is a stream. Wait, no. This recording is a... This is a... Uh, <laughs> I can't speak. This is a recording of my stream of thought, my consciousness, as I try to drift to sleep. Sleep. And yet I lie awake. The light is dim. I am scared I am going to hear the birds singing soon. Oh my goodness. Have you ever felt guilty because you know you should be asleep and then suddenly you hear the birds chirping? And it's the morning chirping. Early morning chirps. And you know you shouldn't you shouldn't be witness to this knowing that you haven't actually slept yet. It's crazy. In university, my sleeping schedule was non-existent. It was really bad. And afternoon naps were my favourite pastime. But yeah, I used to sleep at 4 a.m. constantly. That that was my bedtime. To the point where I couldn't sleep I couldn't naturally fall asleep any earlier. And of course, I still woke up for lectures. I'm not saying I made it to my 9am's, but I... 10am I could make. But living by a train station... Whew, if you're still awake and you hear the first train come through, you know you're screwed. You know you've just messed yourself up. No way has you stayed up that late. Or till that early in the morning. Where does Where does it end? When does night end and morning start? I guess it just depends if you've slept yet. <laughs> it's a whole different perspective. I wish I could sleep at 10pm and wake up really early. But I also feel like if I slept at 10pm, I still wouldn't wake up early. Like naturally, I wake up at 11am. So I could be having a 12 hour sleep and my body wouldn't, wouldn't think anything of it. I would still wake up tired, sure. But whether it's like 4 hours, 6, 9, 10... 11am is my, my natural awakening. And yeah, it's it's pretty late, 11am. You can still consider it morning, but it, it that's brunch time. You know, you wake up and you're having brunch. It's too late for breakfast, too early for lunch. But if you have breakfast now, then you kind of messed up your lunch schedule. And then you have a late lunch maybe, and then, and then you put dinner off schedule too. Or, or you just basically wake up at 11 and go straight to lunch. You, you just don't have a, have anything when you wake up. You just wait wait it out till lunch because it's not that far. And I, I'm not a breakfast person. I feel a bit nauseous if I eat something in the morning. I couldn't have a full English as soon as I wake up. I'm more of a continental breakfast eater. I like my pastries and sweet things in the morning. Those I can stomach better. But I do like eggs. I'll eat a fried egg. But yeah, I think that's... If it's too early, like 8am, I'm, ha I'm having a sweet breakfast. Ooh, but ham and cheese sounds good. Nope, that's just midnight. No, wait, this is that's just 4am cravings that I'm having right now. That's also a bad thing about staying up too late. You have dinner at your usual 6 or 7pm, maybe 8 at the latest, and you stay awake... And so I wait. I had I had dinner around seven p.m. Right. It's now four a.m. Which means it's been. I'm trying to do maths. Hold on. Oh, it's it's been nine hours. No, 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 no. Did I do my maths wrong? No, that was right. No, that's right. Yeah, it's been nine hours since I've last eat eaten anything, which means you know I'm I'm ready to eat something. But I know I shouldn't because it's bedtime and I should be going to sleep. And then when you're hungry, your stomach starts to become very vocal. And you can't sleep on an empty stomach. It just It's just another thing to keep you awake. But I, I know not to eat very late at night because I'm going to regret it when I wake up. Eventually when I wake up. Well, eventually when I fall asleep and then wake up. So I, I've been good at keeping my hunger and cravings at bay when it comes to the 2am mark 
yeah, I'm just adding to my problems. Like, I really can't sleep, and now I'm making it worse by being hungry and sleepy, but still not able to sleep. I don't understand that. Like, I am I am tired. I, maybe it's because, logically, I know that I must be tired because I've been awake for this long, and it's really late. So it's like I'm trying to convince myself that I am tired, because I acknowledge that a normal human being would be tired in my position. But my body, maybe my brain, is just ignoring all of that, and it's like, you know what? You can stay up. Don't worry about it. it re- it's really... It doesn't make any sense. And also, like, when you're tired, you're not productive. You don't work very well. So, like, what's the point of being awake and yet still being tired? Like, what's the point of being tired? Just go to sleep, right? Just take a nap. <laughs> and, like, I know when you're working, in the middle of work, you can't just go to sleep. But... I mean, if you're working from home, you can. You can schedule in that nap. But yeah, on a normal day, you just have to wait it out. My my brother actually told me that... Because I, I, I always say adulting is lame. It's overrated. Like, what is adulting? And he said, adulting is just learning how to be tired. Learning how to be okay with being tired. <laughs> I was like, wow. That is so sad. So true. Like... You're just tired as an, as an adult. You got to go to work, have responsibilities, you got to show up for things, and you probably didn't have enough sleep. But you got to suffer through, which is why people drink coffee, they stay caffeinated, they're jittery, they need a poop all the time. Except I don't, I don't like coffee. I don't like the taste of coffee. I love the smell, but the taste is a no for me. And I realized I don't actually have any caffeine. All I drink is water and the occasional juice or milk. So I just, I run off of a sugar high. That's my form of concentrated energy. I don't have caffeine. I just eat sweets and biscuits. So yeah, the crash is, is hard. It's steep, but I run off of sugar. So I don't think I, that I don't qualify as an adult then. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink tea. I'm just a kid who eats sugar and somehow survives barely surviving barely hanging on yeah nope i'm i'm having more cravings that's that's not fun stop thinking about food emily don't do it don't do it oh i also learned about this thing i can't remember what the proper term is and i'm just gonna go with revenge bedtime I, th- I think something to do with re- revenge and it's basically the the idea of feeling that there isn't enough hours in the day for you to just chill and I when I used to work and have that routine and then commuting back home it felt like there wasn't enough time in the evening to just relax and be on my own so I would just push my bedtime which makes sense right like I don't I don't want the next day to come yet so I'm gonna delay it as much as I can but that's not how time works you can't put a stop on time so it'll just keep going and you're gonna sit there throwing a tantrum like no I don't want to go to sleep I don't want the next day to come and time is just like haha shame on you well sucks to be you because I don't wait for no one (sighs) yeah I I am a, a culprit of this of being a bedtime avenger I, I always, I used to say, well, not used to, I, you know, as a kid, when you think about wanting a superpower, you want to fly or be invisible, super strength, all that stuff. Now, I would say, I would like the superpower of never needing sleep. Like, you just don't need sleep. You could just stay awake, like a vampire. Sleep is for the weak. Can you imagine that? Just having all that time. I don't think I would use it any more productively, but it, it's pretty cool, right? Just having, on average, eight hours more to just do something. And if you're bored, you can just go to sleep. But yeah, no, I like sleep. I, I would go to sleep if I'm bored. I also like sleep because I am quite an avid dreamer. Now, I don't have lucid dreams. And lucid dreams are those sort of very vivid ones. That you can control. I don't have fully lucid dreams. 
I remember when I learned about them, I was like, that's so cool. I want to be able to control everything that's happening to me in a dream. So I used to like listen to, it was kind of like white noise or like these videos on YouTube that would help you fall asleep. And if you listen to it, then you, you could start lucid dreaming. They never worked. Surprise, surprise. But yeah, they didn't work. But apparently to lucid dream, you need to be aware that you're dreaming. And that's false. Okay. Because multiple times have I went like while asleep and having a dream. I've said to myself, I've actually said to myself in the dream that this is a dream. But but nothing, nothing happens. I can't make things appear or start flying. And you know why? Because my brain is a loser. My brain is like, realistically, you cannot fly. So how do you think you're gonna fly here, boy? You know, it, it just, that's literally what happens when I acknowledge that I'm dreaming. It's so stupid. Like, I would sometimes have a dream based off of movies. So if I've watched a superhero movie, I could sort of become a character that can fly. But once I acknowledge that this is a dream, I I can't fly anymore. It suddenly starts to, I start to sort of descend to the ground because I've now acknowledged that this is a dream and you gotta wake up from the dream. So now it's reality. And in reality, you can't fly. My brain is such a party pooper. Like, no, it should be the opposite. That now we're in dreamland. We can do anything you want. <sighs> it's so weird. But yeah, I can't lose the dream. I've, I've come close to... You know, I can... Sometimes... Control certain things that happen. But it never ends up being exactly the way I want. But also, sometimes I just want to see how this dream will pan out. Like, it, it's getting interesting. So let, let me see where it goes. Because it's your unconsciousness talking. It's going to bring up some wild things, you know? Or not. Sometimes I have very realistic dreams. But other times, I can have crazy dreams. And then there's also nightmares. But yeah, I remember my dreams quite a lot. And sometimes it's not the dream itself that I remember, but it's the feeling that I had while in that dream. And it's like deja vu because they keep coming back. And I'm like, wait a minute, I dreamt of this feeling before. But I can't quite place what the dream is about. So yeah, I like sleep because it allows me to dream. And sometimes I have pretty cool dreams. You know, you could be whoever you want. Also, I remember one thing when you're dreaming is count your fingers. Because usually you, you don't have the right amount of fingers. Or something like that. And try and tell the time. Because in dreamland, time does not exist. <laughs> time is weird. You know, inception and all that. You go down the different dreams and time just warps differently. But yeah, one of the, the tricks that I'd read about trying to lucid dream is in order to acknowledge that you're dreaming, get into the habit of counting your fingers in dreams. And that way, when you realize you don't have five fingers on one hand, your brain is like, oh, I'm dreaming right now. But yeah, it's also getting used to reading your watch. So while you're dreaming, naturally, you'll start to try and read the watch on your wrist. And if you see that you suddenly have a Salvador Dali piece on your wrist, then you know you're dreaming. And then what happens afterwards? I don't know. For me, nothing happens. It just... The dream gets worse. But yeah, I, I've had some very interesting dreams that I've shared with people and they get freaked out by my dreams, particularly my nightmares. My nightmares can get a bit too too intense. But I'd love to share, share those uh, in a separate episode because I have loads of dreams that I can go into quite a lot of detail about. So yeah, I'll save that for another time. But I've also had really realistic dreams of waking up, being late as usual, and having to get ready and go to work or go to school. And that's usually, I usually have those dreams if I'm worried about a deadline or worried about tests or something. So I start dreaming it and it becomes really confusing because I'm aware that in real life, I also have this deadline to meet. So I take it very seriously in my dream. Like, oh, I, I need to get there. I need to get there now. But like, 
for some reason I'm really slow so I can't even run like running is slower than walking suddenly and I just feel really heavy and then I wake up from the dream and I just get annoyed because now I just feel more tired like that sleep was a waste of sleep because that dream took so much energy from me like it took too much thinking so my brain wasn't resting the entire time and then I wake up feeling drained of energy and now having to deal with the deadline that I was worried about in real life and in my dream. That's just sabotage. My brain, my unconsciousness and consciousness teamed up and sabotaged me. For what reason? I don't know. And nightmares, crazy nightmares, are also very draining and tiring because I'm scared. So that's a lot of peaceful sleep and I wake up feeling like I haven't slept at all. And now those images probably haunt me. When I was younger, I used to have this reoccurring nightmare. I'll share with you this one because it, it's not as scary as I thought it was when I was a child. But of course, at the time, it's pretty terrifying. But it used to... So I used to sit in this cafe. This is my this is my nightmare. So I'd be in a cafe and my back would be facing the entrance. And it's one of those cafes that have like a bell when someone enters. So I, I would just be chilling in the cafe. But... It was almost like I could only see through a camera's point of view. So I couldn't see the whole cafe, just wherever the camera was pointing to. It's a weird perspective. But then suddenly I hear the bell. You know, someone's opened the door and the bell has rang. And then I get this feeling like, oh no, some someone has just entered. And I, I wouldn't, I couldn't see their face. Because the camera will only ever point to whatever is in front of me. And because my back is facing the door, I don't know who just came in. And then when the bell rings, the camera will only show the bell ringing. And it, wouldn't, it would never pan down to see who came through the door. But I knew that this person was not a good person and was coming to get me. And my back is still facing the door. And I, I know this feeling of someone chasing me and coming after me. So the person would come in, and it's it's a lady actually, and she would sit down at a table somewhere behind me, and I can kind of hear what's happening, and obviously everyone else in the cafe has no idea, so I'm I'm just re- very tense. The camera will pan down to the lady's hand, and she will have the hand on the table, and she'll just click her nails against the table, you know, it was like she'll tap her nails on the table in that really evil, evil way. It's like... And the camera will only ever show me her hand and her nails doing that. It's just it's just a haunting memory for me. Because I, I was feeling terrified, and I, I can't remember how old I was. And this is where I developed a skill. So I developed the skill of forcing myself to wake up. Because I had this nightmare quite often and it'd be the same it'd be the same dream like nothing it never progressed further than her tapping her nails and me freaking out and forcing myself awake because I'd always wake myself up at that point so I never know how the nightmare would progress so yeah I I got really good at being able to just wake up from nightmares which is also a bad thing because it means it's very easy for me to wake up from good dreams because there's no resistance. So sometimes when I'm blinking in a dream, my eyes will just open in real life. So I ruined a good dream. I ruined many good dreams. But in nightmares, there is this resistance where like, sometimes I'm just opening my eyes within the dream and not in real life. So I have to, I have to keep going. But it, it got easier because I learned how to do it from such a young age as, with this reoccurring nightmare. But yeah, that that nightmare was was something else. It, I would wake up super early, and then my mum would yell at me for being awake and telling um, will tell me to go back to sleep. But if I went back to sleep, the nightmare would come back again. And you're probably wondering how did I get out of that curse, <laughs> that cursed dream? Well, actually, I let I can't remember. I must have just watched something before going to sleep, and that just stayed in my mind. So when I had the same dream again, suddenly I wasn't alone in the cafe. I had friends and they they made it comedic. It was, it was so strange, honestly. 
it was like, you know, I was in the same dream, but instead of being alone at the table, I had my friends at the table. And I didn't know who they were. They, they were just, I think they were characters from a TV show, but in my dream, they were my friends. And they were just like comedic side characters to my story. They're like, oh no, they're there. We need to leave. And then they'll do like the Scooby-Doo sort of chase scene of like us having to run and we're like skidding across the floor. But they made the dream funny. And suddenly it was no longer a scary dream. The the villain or whoever was chasing me, you know, ran ran after us. But we hid. And so, so they never found us. And then they kept running. And that was literally how that loop ended. Because I no longer found the dream well, it was no longer a nightmare. Like I, I broke the curse. It was so interesting. I don't know why it never happened before, but on that on that night, it did. I don't know if you have experienced a recursive dream. I mean, I don't. I don't wish nightmares on people. But recursive ones, they're they're just a different type. They just sometimes they just don't make sense. But I do know dreams and nightmares. They do have some meaning sometimes. But could also just be because you watched a scary movie the night before, and it's it stayed with you. <laughs> but yeah, I can I can tell when a dream is linked to something in real life because it's probably something that I was worrying about, and so it's become uh, it sort of leaked into my my dreams, and now it's a nightmare, or not even a nightmare. Sometimes it's just a bad dream. You know, it's not scary. It's just stressful. Besides recursive nightmares, I've actually had. I actually have had dreams that I've had before. They're, it's really weird. Like, I, I recognise them. Like, I've had this dream before. And I, I don't know why my mind decided to take me back. But it's quite interesting. Because it means I can explore a part of that dream that I haven't had already. Like, once I had a dream that I was in this castle. And it was kind of like a museum, so there was other people there. And in that dream, I went a certain path. And on a separate occasion, I had the same dream. And I recognised the castle and there were people there as well. But this time, instead of going through the path I already went down, I could go and explore the other part of the castle. Isn't that weird? Like, your mind is capable of so much. And that's why I really like sleeping. I like having these cool dreams. And I feel like my my dreaming has evolved. I I feel pain in my dreams. I don't know if that's a common thing if other people do, but I actually do feel pain. And I know... That sometimes feeling pain in your dreams means that you might actually be feeling pain in your life. For example, you're sleeping in a weird position. But I don't know, I feel it a lot. You know, that's why I'm terrified of having dreams of people chasing me or something like trying to murder me because, you know, I don't want to know what that feels like. But the funny thing is, I've never actually allowed a nightmare to get to that point. So I don't know if I actually would, would feel anything because I force myself awake by the time that they get close, by the time the chaser gets close to me. So yeah, I don't know if it's it's just a mind trick, but of course I don't want I don't want to risk it by letting myself get hurt in a dream, and then actually feeling it, because that would just be so painful. And I've I've had pretty painful dreams. If I don't, if I'm not able to wake up in time, sometimes I can actually shift the dream and change it so I can. If I'm having a really bad dream and like someone's coming after me or I could get hurt, I try and make it comedic. Like one time I was being chased by a dinosaur and I was like, oh my gosh, I do not want to get stepped on by this huge dinosaur. I don't want to know what it feels like to be crushed by a dinosaur. So what happened was the dinosaur was chasing me and eventually it, it, it was, I don't know if it was a dinosaur or maybe Godzilla. By the way, it was huge. And like as it was chasing me, it, it obviously caught up, but my perspective in dreams are very weird. So I can either see from my own perspective, like first person, I'm looking out into my dream, or it's like third person, like a camera is like, it's like a movie, like a camera is following me. So I can see myself from a third person view. So as I'm being chased, it's actually first person. So I can see the dinosaur and it's chasing me. But when it's about to step on me, suddenly my perspective changes to third person and I replaced myself. Somehow my brain has replaced myself with like a dummy. So when a dinosaur steps onto me, it's actually just like a like a toy, like a squeaky toy. 
and I've made the dream comedic somehow, which has led to me avoiding any potential pain, well, feeling any potential pain. And I'm now I'm just kind of watching like this is a movie. It's, it's very strange. I don't know. Recently, my, my dreams have developed even further, and now I can taste things in my dream. I know, it's it's weird. I don't know how how that came to be, but I was having a dream of someone, and they were making pastries, and it was, they looked like pan au chocolat, but like if they were bite-sized, but they were really soft, almost like doughy rather than pastry, and I... I ate it and it tasted so good. I could taste the chocolate and they were still warm. And I had I had a whole platter of them. So I was just scoffing them down. And I like eating. You know what? When you taste good food, it's just... Mm, it's such a great experience. So now I can have dreams where I can eat and taste good food without any consequences. Like, you know, I could just enjoy the taste of food and gain nothing. <laughs> so it's not often that I have food dreams. It has to be a very specific dream for me to taste, but they have happened. So it's something I'm working on. I'm developing my dream skills. Which you which are kind of useless. It's it's a very personal skill to have because no one else will be able to experience it. No one can experience what you're experiencing. And it's not like I could teach someone how to do it. It's just how my brain and body works. So yeah. I mean, you sleep every day, usually. So it's only natural to have some dream skills, right? But I know there are some people who don't dream. I find that so weird. Like, really? I don't... I, I think people who say they don't dream are those who actually don't remember their dreams. Because... Yeah, I don't remember every single dream I had, but I can remember sort of the the big ones, the blockbuster dreams. I can remember those. And then I shared them with people. But I, I don't remember all the little ones. But there are some people who, who literally just don't remember it. Like, I know what it's like to not remember because you kind of, it's just, it's just, it felt like you were, it was just a black screen. Nothing was playing. But you probably did have a dream. You just can't remember it. Or you're so, you were so in deep sleep. Like, you know, you just knocked out. <laughs> you don't remember a thing. You didn't see anything. But no, I think everyone should should try to remember their dreams if they can. I know people keep dream journals. Uh, that's, that sounds like too much effort for me. But I, I do a pretty good job at remembering my dreams. But yeah, it's great. I feel like, you know, the dream world is so interesting. Because anything is possible. And sometimes your brain can come up with the craziest things. If you just let it play out, you get to experience something that would never happen in real life. You are the main character of this movie. Or you can live in a world that you, you saw in a movie and you can actually experience what it would be like. You know, I, I have managed to experience flying. Uh, even if it was just a short period of time. In dreams, that's cool. I know what it's like to have super strength. I'll tell you it's terrifying because people start to run away from you when you can't control your superhuman strength. Yeah, that that was that was kind of terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, dreaming is cool. And it's quite inspiring actually. You know, I'm sure many people have great have like created great things because they were inspired by dreams they had. You know, like art, music, movies. They saw they saw it or heard it in their dream. And then woke up and was suddenly inspired. Dreams can be useful. They can be fun and freeing. But they can also be terrifying and pointless and useless. And just tiring. So yeah, some, some days are good and some days are bad. I've also had moments where I could wake up from a dream. And then when I go back to sleep, I can continue the dream. Actually, on one occasion, I was having three, three dreams simultaneously. I don't know how that's possible, but I was having one dream, then I switched to another dream, then switched again, but then I could just keep alternating between them. I could just choose which one to go back into. And like if I didn't like how it was going, I would just go to another one and then come back when the dream is getting good again. I don't know, it, it was like a game. And then I woke up, naturally I just kind of like woke myself up, and then I went back to sleep, and then the dream just continued. I don't know, do other people have <laughs> these experiences with dreams? 
I don't know if I should look into it. Maybe I'll discover... I don't know. I don't know what I would discover. I, I think I want to leave it undiscovered. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a good relationship with dreaming. Except when I when I wake up from a good dream. I've just ruined it for myself, you know. Like when I ha finally have like a really cool dream and I get too excited that my eyes open. Ugh, the worst. The worst. But yeah, going back to sleep and my struggles with sleep. Yeah, part of it is revenge. I don't want the day to end. And I, I know that time stops for no one. And it, if you don't sleep now, the next day will still come. I think it also because I'm an introvert. And if I... It's really weird. So if I go out and like spend the whole day out with people, you know, it's fun. It's great. But when I come home, I need time to recharge and just be by myself. So if I'd spent the whole day out and came back home late, where it's it's almost bedtime, I won't be able to sleep because I felt like I need time to recover from the whole day out. Which, you know, not it it doesn't really make sense because the whole day out should have just been like you were relaxing, you were having fun. So why do you need more time now to recover from that? And then that just pushes my bed bedtime even further. And then I've ruined, you know, a routine. Or, to be honest, I don't really have a sleep routine. Um, but yeah, then you just kind of, you're all out of whack. Because now you're sleeping late, and so you're going to wake up late. Or you're just going to feel super tired if you wake up early. And then you just want to nap. And if you do nap, then you're probably going to sleep late again because you're no longer tired. Ugh. It's a vicious cycle. But I can never seem to find a way to correct my sleep. Because even if I get ready and get into bed at a good time, at the time that I would want to be asleep, I'll just be lying there. And then I'm like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, there's, there's no off switch. I can't just turn my mind off and fall asleep. I, I tried everything. I even tried listening to, like, white noise or whatever noise it is that's supposed to help you fall asleep. Sometimes I do read, but I also feel like I stay up even later if I start reading because, you know, I want to keep reading and progress in the story. Music, eh, if I obviously I put the music down at like a low volume, so it kind of mimics the background noise of TV and things like that. But I don't know. I think it just feels forced. <laughs> it's not the same. In university, I used to play the same sort of sleeping playlist in hopes that it would condition me, like Pavlov dog sort of thing, so that if I hear it, it would make me sleepy. But yeah, it never got to that point. It didn't work. <laughs> I thought if I suddenly hear the playlist, I would my my mind would relate it to sleep, and suddenly I would fall asleep. It'd be like hypnosis. <laughs> yeah, I. That didn't stick. One of the, actually one of the the tricks that kind of helped, uh, when I couldn't fall asleep in university, was I would you I would sleep in a different position on my bed. So instead of you know sleeping normally, I would move the pillow to the bottom of the bed and sleep sort of upside down, because it was to imitate the idea of like falling asleep on the couch, like you're you're sleeping in a different position, so it felt. Like, you were laying down in a different place. And because you are tired, like, you, you know you're tired, you just can't sleep. So laying in a different position feels like you're sort of lounging in a different place. And then you'd be able to sleep easier. And it actually worked, you know. It, I don't know if it's because, you know, when you're so used to sleeping in the same position every night, that suddenly when, it's like, simple as sleeping upside down in the same bed, it makes it feel like you're sleeping somewhere else. And... I guess that made it easier for me to sleep because I felt like I was sleeping on the sofa because I don't I don't sleep on the sofa often but when I do it feels great but yeah that that was a trick that helped me in university didn't help all the time but you know that that was an interesting interesting thing I wonder if I'll ever be able to be an early bird I feel like if I ever became a parent it's just something that I would have to do you know I I would have no choice my life, my schedule would have to work around children 
and they're usually up in the early morning so I think because I obviously would have to like I'd have to force myself to wake up early that that would be the only time that I would consider myself an early bird but even then I'd probably sleep late well actually I'd probably be so exhausted that I would just be KO'd as soon as I hit the hay yeah no but that won't be for a long time I quite like being a night owl you know the night time is so quiet and peaceful everyone else is asleep and you just you just get to think which is a good and bad thing you know thinking but yeah I, I find that I'm just really productive when it's late and that also is why I stay up so late as well it's because I'm on a roll like suddenly I've started working on a project at 8 p.m and there's no slowing down and I don't realize it's already 1 or 2 a.m <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, I, I like I should be finishing up now. And then it ticks to 3 a.m. I'm like, oh no, I definitely need to stop now. But yeah. That is why having a good work routine and schedule is the very responsible thing to do. But I don't know, I can't force myself to be productive during the daytime. And I feel like I should be doing something else during the daytime, you know? Like when you're working... For example, working in an office, do you really want to be in the office while the sun's up and like the weather is nice outside? You want to be cooped up at your desk? No, you want you want to be doing something. So I feel like that's that's how my my mind works is that I should spend the day relaxing and then when everything's quiet and calm in in the evening, that's when I should be working because there's less things to do in the evening. So you might as well spend that time doing work I know that's also why I get like seasonal depression particularly during summer because you know summer the weather is nice you should you should be doing something but if I'm not doing something then you know I feel like I've just wasted the good weather and the daylight and uh, yeah and then I get depressed <laughs> I think that's what me pr being productive at night and then wanting to do things during the day is like similar. Yeah, it's like a very scaled down version of seasonal depression. <laughs> it's weird though, because eventually I will fall asleep. But I don't know how I get to that point. It just suddenly, it's lights out. I sleep with a weighted blanket. I heard that weighted blankets are supposed to be good for you, so uh, I got one. I, I don't know what if there's any science behind it but I think it's supposed to feel like you're being hugged <laughs> which makes makes me sound very lonely you know I like the the added pressure I guess it feels like you're cocooned so you feel like you know you're encompassed you're wrapped and tucked in but I don't think it necessarily helps me fall asleep now I'm kind of used to it so if I don't have it then I can feel the difference and suddenly it feels a bit odd to try and sleep. So it's kind of like I need that extra weight. It's kind of like the feeling of sleeping in hotel beds. You know, that very lush, dense duvet. Yeah. But I would recommend a weighted blanket to people. Keeps you warm. Makes you feel safe. All tucked away. Yeah, I, I hope I'm not too reliant on it. Recently I've gotten to the habit of putting on a podcast, putting the volume low, and then hopefully falling asleep to that. Um, sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Because if it's an interesting podcast, then, you know, I'm going to listen to the entire episode. <laughs> so, instead, I have to be careful of what podcast I choose. So, the podcast I have as my, my nighttime one, it, it's just, it's just like a, it's a conversation, so I'm not actually paying attention so when I put low volume, it's just, it's just noise to me. But like, I actually do want to listen to that podcast though. But now that I've used it as my like dedicated nighttime podcast, I don't listen to it during the day. So I actually have no idea what the podcast is about or what they're talking about. And I feel bad because I actually do want to listen to it. But oops, it, maybe it's just not meant to be. <laughs> the time is currently quarter to 5 a.m. I've been recording for like an hour. 
And I think I'm actually ready for sleep. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I should do this more often. Maybe I should have some more late night episodes. I should host a late, late show. Maybe maybe that's my true calling. And then as soon as I go home from recording the show, I, it, I just instantly go to sleep. Hmm. Hmm. You never know. I don't really have a sleep routine. Maybe I should make one, you know, have, have a bit more than just brushing my teeth and jumping into bed. Maybe I should create a whole ritual or something so that I condition myself to feel sleepy or to be prepared for sleep after I do the ritual. I heard that people have those sprays, you know, those pillow sprays to help you fall asleep. But really, it's just lavender. I don't know if I want to be smelling lavender every time I try to go to sleep. I feel like scents would be... Like having scented things would be too intrusive and a bit overpowering. So that would be more of a distraction. I honestly, I don't know what... I don't know what would help me fall asleep. I think knowing that I've been productive does help me fall asleep because then I feel less guilty about going to sleep because I know I've done a good day's work. So I shall reward myself for sleep. Maybe that's another thing I should look into. Gosh, Emily, why do you feel guilty all the time? <laughs> but maybe because I recorded this podcast, I feel like I've been productive. Maybe it's a sign. You know, maybe because I've like done this recording and I'm feeling accomplished, like I've completed something, that my my brain and my body is granting me sleep. They're like, yeah, you deserve it. You've done some work. You can sleep now. Maybe that is what. Maybe that's what's happening. Hmm. So this has been the second episode of Traveling Thoughts. I hope you enjoyed. It was a, it was a bit of a mess because it's literally the thoughts that are running through my head as I try to go to sleep. But thank you for keeping me company at at five a.m. I think I will have a great night's sleep now. Oh, it's almost morning. Damn. I wish you all a great night's sleep. Thank you for listening. And thank you for the kind words that I have received from people who have listened to the first episode. I hope you enjoy this one. Yeah, make sure you follow the podcast or leave a review. Let me know what you think. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll see you next week. Where will we be going next? Who knows? But I'll see you next week on another episode of Traveling Thoughts. Yeah. Night, night.